another episode with Christina Clemente, aka Miss Motivation. I have today here with me my sister-in-law, Desiree. She's super inspiring, super fun, and I think she has a great story. So welcome. Thank you. Hi, guys. I was just kind of telling her what made me want her on the show, and it was because at the time I was teaching, I was a beach body coach and I was just inspired by helping people and Desiree is a personal trainer and it was just something that amazed me. I really was just like, wow, she's doing that. Like that sounds like a cool job. And I had asked her about it. We had a whole conversation about me possibly thinking about also becoming certified while I was teaching and continuing with the beach body thing on the side. And we got into salary. I told her how much I was making and it was a lot of money. And she was like, whoa, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would leave my job (laughs) to do what I do because, you know, this is what I make. And it wasn't like, you know, crazy, but there was a difference there. And she's like, you know, with all that extra, you could do this and that and the other thing. And I knew that... I wasn't balling like Christina, put it that way. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't even like that though. It it was it was just more like I knew that what she was saying was what was holding me back from always making my jump, but it wasn't everything. And that's why she didn't decide to go somewhere else and make more money because she loved what she was doing. Or else she probably would have gone to go do something else. I mean, there's money everywhere you go. But she followed her passion and with Desiree, it's just like you have to meet her to understand, but she's just like this free-flowing, calm, fun, friendly personality and she just seems like really happy. She likes what she does. She talks about it all the time. She helps a lot of people and she just looks like she's living her best self and that's kind of like what my point of the podcast is, is like to find people like this and really just kind of examine them. It's kind of like all weird to me, like that you can just follow your dream without fear with this like flow about you that I just don't have because like I'm very second guessy and overthinky and very nervous. And you're just this person who happiness exudes out of your body, I guess. Wow. I guess I'd really never thought of it that way until somebody whose personality is on the exact opposite spectrum looks at it and puts it that way. So that's really interesting, Christine. I love you for that. That's really cool. But I feel like listening to how someone like you sees it, I feel like it's sometimes harder than it than it actually is, I guess. Um, so going back to what you were saying about like your job and you making more money at the time, like practicality, like hell no, it's not worth it to leave. You know, maybe down the road, but at that time, basically I wouldn't leave one dollar amount for the other it's too big of a leap if you're doing pretty good at the time but for me it was just like different point in my life that i had gotten laid off from at the time a really good job so i lost that so there was nothing holding me back it was just the opportunity and becoming a trainer was just something that made me money in the meantime but it just worked and i was in it for the long run so it just had its way of working and eventually it just took a long time to establish myself as a trainer but I was only able to go for the leap of faith because I guess by the grace of God I was let go from a decent job at the time and that was my opportunity but for you this may be like the opportunity in your life to pursue that you know what I mean so opportunity presents itself in different ways I guess so when you got let go from this major job like 
what was your feeling and how did you find yourself going into becoming a personal trainer? Well, when I got let go from my job, it actually really killed me and I got like depressed for a little bit. Like here I was, I was young and like I made so much money. I was traveling like with this job. I was doing pretty good. So like when I lost it, it like put me like into a little bit of depression and but I decided to kind of find myself and it was like right before the holidays. You're not going to get a new job right before the holidays. You're just not. So I took a couple months to kind of one travel a little bit to like reflect, find myself. And part of like taking care of me at the time was getting into fitness and exercising again and getting back to a goal weight. So doing all that for myself and just being so committed to the gym and like a new diet and, and a new lifestyle, I found it to be just be a passion. And before I knew it, people were coming up to me at the gym and like, oh, could you show me how to do that or use that machine? I'm like, I don't work here. And they were like, so. So I gave it a shot, I guess, and just worked. I was like, I need to make money anyway, so why don't I just try it? And lo and behold, six years later, right? Yeah, I'm blown away right now. First of all, I don't think I really knew that you lost a big, huge job. No, you didn't. That was way before I even met No, you, I didn't so. know that. So here I am thinking, like, she's just been living her best life as this personal trainer, but this tragedy happened before. I had zero clue. Oh, wow. Or yeah. that someone so happy could be so sad. Yeah. I'm it's sorry. changing You know, it's good to go through it at a young age, but when you think you've established or come so far like to have something you've worked hard for to be stripped away it's it changes like the whole trajectory of where you thought you were going you know and also at the time like side note I was also going through another really bad breakup so like one thing on top of the other like I guess made a new path you know and going back to the fitness thing just focusing on myself and my fitness and my well-being made me realize how important it was and just such a good outlet I didn't know we all needed that it just it kind of sunk into place and just like anything else in life that's amazing to hear that you dug yourself out of it it's inspiring to me really because You're so sweet. but it's hard don't get me wrong it's a struggle it's an obstacle despite like having all these like side interests i was at a point where i had worked for 10 years i saw myself retiring there with like my pension and I just knew that I was going to end up there forever. And then when I got injured, it changed my whole life's path. And that depressed spot, that anxious spot where you don't know what's next, like I feel like where you were, that's exactly where I am right now. You know, yeah. and, and now I'm beginning to tell myself that this is an opportunity. And now I'm telling myself like I have to get better and get back into my health and do all these things. So I kind of feel like this may I, be your opportunity. To go back to something what you wanted to do, this might be the time in your life where it's perfect to do it. At one point you were depressed. So how did you get a little bit, yeah. How did you get out of that depression? What were you telling yourself to get yourself to feel better? Like I was telling you before, life throws some shit at you and you just gotta you just gotta face it because the world's not stopping for anybody. You know, this isn't the end of anything. So just like anything else in life, you just gotta live up to it and own it. Easier said than done. <laughs> So you got back into your health and fitness, you decided to become a personal trainer, and then where did you start working? I started taking, with all my free time of having been laid off, I started doing Taekwondo at 26 years old. I was like the oldest person in a white belt Taekwondo class. But anyway, um, the Taekwondo guy, <laughs> that's so cool, he had kickboxing in his studio. Um, and he didn't want to do it anymore. So just being one of his students, he let me teach it. And then from there, I got a training certification and just trained at a local gym. And the rest just kind of snowballed. But it started with taking taekwondo and then teaching kickboxing several times a week. That's fun. 
That is really you cool. kickbox. Kickboxing is really fun. I have done um, the Beachbody version, um, which is turbo fire and turbo kick, and I, I have an affinity for Shalene Johnson, so <laughs> I, I do I do love her version. I haven't done quote unquote real kickboxing. It class. is awesome because it's like one of the only instances in the world it's totally okay to beat the crap out of something. It's awesome. It's intense, so I would really recommend it. And your arms will be ripped. Yeah, I think once I get to that point where I'm done with, like, my PTs and stuff. Yeah, like, get through yeah. that first. <laughs> I, can, I can eventually get back to the, the jumpy Christina that I was on Instagram a couple years ago. out of something. Oh, I have a lot of that pent-up aggression. <laughs> That'll be good. This will be good for it. <laughs> so why don't you tell everyone where you work now because I seem to brag about it all the time. It's kind of cool. Oh, then you have to come work out with me one day. So I work at a hospital-affiliated gym in Hackensack for a company called Fitness and Wellness. So we are affiliated with the hospital, and we're branded by the hospital. So it's more of a medical-based facility. Um, so you may get some extra care, some extra services. You may not get your typical gym. It's really a great facility, uh, state-of-the-art equipment. So to be honest with you, I probably wouldn't be in the fitness industry unless I was working at a facility like this. Not to put down any other gym, because I respect a lot of trainers that I meet from them. Your, your chain gyms. Um, I probably wouldn't work on one of those just because it's so hard to make a living as a trainer at one of those facilities. If you are, more power to you, and I respect the crap out of that. But So going back to where I was, there's just a lot more opportunity. You know, At the end of the day, you have to pay bills, so it provides more opportunity to make a, a substantial income, really. And I've also gotten into more of like the medical side of fitness, whereas... Uh, fitness and exercise is a medicine sort of approach for a lot of things like um, depression or physical body, mental health, wellness, awareness, I guess you could say, if that makes any sense. But um, we're being attached to the hospital. We cater to every breed of life. You don't see that at a lot of gyms. So there's nine facilities, I think, we have. One of ten. There's one in Pennsylvania. So... Yeah. What kind of exercises would you recommend to someone who was like depressed or had mental or emotional issues? Oh, anything. Just move. Just move. And then eventually trying something intense to build an outlet to let out that internal aggression, to put it out in a physical way. Like if you're up for it, do something intense. Um, maybe running or throwing a slam ball or boxing or, you know, hurdles or just something that's high intensity that just feels good to kind of inhale and boom, let it out on a physical level. Cause the gym's a really good place to let out any aggression. Really. I bring people to, um, we have a reinforced wall and we have medicine balls, like 10 up to 20, some, some are 25 pounds. So to be able to pick them up and throw them against the wall feels good. Feels yeah. good. I'm like, if you're angry, now's the time to let it out. Go for it. Because you can't do this at home. Can't throw shit at home. Actually, I'm making a reservation. There's a place called the Rage Room. I don't know. Have you heard of the Rage Room? I feel like I've heard of it in passing. So you, it's expensive, but I'm sure it's worth it. So you pay to have a room to yourself and one other person. And depending on the package you buy, they provide different stuff like plates and computers, monitors, TVs. And you go in, you get a half hour, you choose your weapon, and you break the entire room. You just like cause mayhem. How expensive? That. Is it like cheaper than therapy? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, actually. Well, I'm looking at the price menu and I'm like, it starts at $60 for like eight plates. 
like, all right, no. I'm not spending money to go break eight plates. Give me the whole package. And the big package comes with a TV, monitors, um, like mirrors. I don't know. Just tons of breakable stuff. And you could bring a box of your own stuff. You could bring, like, pictures of exes or, like, anything. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So I can't wait to do that. That's going to be, like, the best. Oh the best. Maybe have a couple shots of rum or vodka before that and just go in and wreak havoc. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta Are you go. bringing your husband? Yeah, it's part of his birthday gift. It's gonna be his therapy. It's gonna be our anger couples therapy session. Is going into a room and smashing tons of stuff. Now your husband also has a physical job too, right? He does. He's a football coach. He's a kicker and punter. He's the small white guy on the football team. <laughs> He's Weatherford. We're talking about Steve Weatherford, Steve by Weatherford. the way, from the New York Giants. But Weatherford is huge. Weatherford is huge. He actually used, um, used to frequent my gym a lot. I think he moved to California, but before um, he did, he was at my gym all the time. He's actually a really nice guy. There's a lot of Giants that go to your gym. Is that right? Once in a blue. And the ones that do are actually all really, really nice guys. Happy to say, because I'm a huge Giants fan. So, like, when they're in, like, they're they're awesome. Some people in my company, we got to go play at the Giants practice facility. We had a, a touch football game with, you know, some of the greats, the retired greats, you know, that won all the Super Bowls. So that was really fun. That's really cool. That was really, really a fun day, playing football with the Giants on the field. We got to see their practice facility. Amazing. Amazing. Their workout room. Unbelievable. Giants. Giants fan, right? Die hard Giants fan, and we have um, season tickets. If anyone's looking for a new best friend, I'm probably your girl if you're a Giants fan because um, my dad has the season tickets. But technically, you know, I say that they're mine, and he'll laugh when he hears this. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, they're yours. (laughs) Yes, but so the reason why you got to do something like that is – Kind of because you got let go from your job, you went into personal training, and you work at the Giants gym. Is that right? Yeah. So it all happened, like all that cool stuff, everything cool has happened because of this, like, it came out of this. It came out of one of the shittiest times I had to go through. Like, this was the product. Yeah, it's what you make of it. It's all about perspective. Look at it as an opportunity. Some traveling in there helps. If so, you're 31, right? 32. You're 30. Okay. I will be 32 in a couple months. And I feel like if I can give any other, not single per se, but anybody significantly younger with the opportunities is travel. Like see as much as the world. Don't get married too young. (laughs) You know, like take advantage of the the solitude and the free time because you're never going to get that back. No. Ever. So like travel, take care of your body, start a gym regimen or always be on top of anything you want to do for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I don't know how to put it. Well, you just have this coolness about you that I was saying that like I'm kind of like more of a nervous wreck type, but you have You're this so like sweet. coolness, feel so you know? Awkward. I'm just like an awkward person. So thank you for that. <laughs> I don't think so. I always feel so awkward. I'm like, hey, yeah. No, you're See? just like chill and free flowing. Thank you. Is that something that you've worked on? Maybe as a result of making my my awkwardness always made me feel awkward. So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about your husband and your relationship with him. He's a, I'm married to a good guy. I am. I think a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm married to the best guy," but I truly am married to an amazing guy. I got lucky. Christina's lucky too. Because Ian's amazing. Um, we met at a bar in Hoboken when I was white girl wasted. It was really charming. 
And um, it was said I would never date someone I met at a bar. I ended up marrying the guy who asked for my number at a bar. So <laughs> while I was drunk, we met. So that was fun. But we just bought a house. So we're new homeowners and just working hard and living the dream. Living the dream. And a marriage is a lot of work. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. It's fun. It's a lot of work, right? Right. It is a lot of work. And I think that... Um... A lot of people maybe don't talk about that or maybe they do. I don't know. But I had someone come to me once and say that they weren't going to be with somebody because they felt like it was work. And it left me like totally well, shocked. Sometimes it is. It shouldn't be the hardest work you have to do. But all right, let me rephrase that. Maybe certain aspects are work. I feel like it's really hard, and look, I've only been married three years. I can't be a marriage expert, a relationship expert, but certain aspects of a marriage are certainly work because any two adults, whether it be husband and wife, husband and husband, brother or sister, like uh, mother daughter, mother son, like it's very hard for any two human beings to coexist under a roof and sharing space day after day. So you're gonna have terrible things like just like come up and be like really really we have to do this but at the end of the day if you're in love as long as you're in the love then then it's worth it and I do love my husband I do love you Ricky maybe he'll listen to this maybe he will maybe maybe if we tell him there's like uh like heavy metal music in the middle (laughs) (laughs) I actually I wish there was shit put that on do you have like a certain band or a couple of bands that you listen to musically that inspire you and push you? Oh, cool. I listen to a lot of angry music. <laughs> I listen to music that yells at me. Like some of my favorite bands to listen to, whether usually working out on listening to Slipknot or System of a Down or Rob Zombie or Korn or something like a lot of Metallica, like a lot of that. I mean, my favorite music, but a lot of people say, your music sounds like it's yelling at you. I'm like, yeah. It really does. But I listen to a lot of 90s hip-hop and rap. I was listening to Nas the other day. See Nas in concert. Amazing. Yeah, a lot of rock and roll, but also some mellow rock. Like, we love 311. A lot of our mellow rock, reggae, everything except country, and I hate pop. I don't really love country no. either. But I I'm do... not a fan. I've tried. I've tried so hard. I'm not a fan of No, but I do love 311. They're, like, my favorite thing out there. I feel like they've held me down since, like, when I found them, 1998. Eight or 1999 and um their music is just like I don't know it's so chill yet like inspiring and I don't know like it's just like it's just so free-flowing and calm and just like so positive I think that's what I mean like it's their lyrics exude like positivity constantly they do love them we went on their cruise and that was a lot of fun we did and you know what we were both on those cruises before we met each other no we knew each other we didn't know we were 311 fans if you will and then later down the road realized you were there i was there you're like 311 we were both there like that's just crazy We've and probably then we, done then we cruised together. Then we cruised together. But we were both in the same place at the same time and not even knowing knowing it. Yeah. That's and crazy. I'm sure that's happened in a ton of concert venues too around mm-hmm. here. It has you have. Absolutely. Yeah. So we went on this cruise. There is the chillest vibe around. Like I've never been on a cooler cruise in my entire life. The people it's are the all best. 
Right. The band itself charters um, a Norwegian cruise ship, and the only people who book this cruise are the 311 fans and people from around the world, really. And it's nonstop partying, nonstop concerts. I think they travel with like 10 other bands, and it's just concerts all day in different locations on the ship. And um, it's awesome. They play, well, some, some years they played their concerts on the beach, and then like the cruise brings you to a beach destination spot. It's just an amazing vacation. And everyone has a blast. Even workers on the ship, they party too. It's the coolest thing. It really is. I just love the way that they approach their fans and their music. They just seem very authentic. Like they've always just been who they are. And they interact with us on the cruise. Yeah, they appreciate their fans. Like they always send out their positive messages. And they always put a day aside to actually everybody on the cruise gets to meet them and have a photo with them. Like, they're really involved in their fans. They're they're amazing people. So it's nice to be fans of a band that you know are just good people. Right. And it's not just some scumbags taking all your money for the, for all the concerts. And it's the, true. The cruises you go on. So actually, a lot of bands are doing cruises. Um, Sixth Man puts together all these events. I know Kid Rock did one. I know there was a Weezer cruise. There was um, Pitbull. Vans Warped Tour of a Rhyme. So there's a lot of, 311 isn't the only band doing this. Oh, there was a festival called Ship Rocked, and it was just all like heavy metal the whole weekend on the ship. Um, what else? There's, I think there's a bunch of other bands. So I would definitely look into that if you're a music person. There's country cruises. Yeah. Wouldn't be for me, but yeah, like go for it. I love it because it's a place where you go to meet people who are just like you, you know. We've both met a lot of people from out of state. Like even Ricky, when I took him to all these events. So we follow them. Like we've seen them in Vegas. We're actually seeing them on 420 in Colorado. Um, I've seen them in Florida. There's a lot of people that, that travel with them. So you meet people and you see people over and over from like different states and it's a really amazing way to make friends from really all over yeah it really is and shout out to anyone who's going to the 42311 show if you can find desiree she will have swag from me to give to you and that is a promise so because i can't make it out there for 420 for this you concert should. you know it's not too late i i'm i can't but i really I, I wish i could i will be going on the next cruise and obviously seeing some of their shows in between but if you find desiree you get some swag you get some swag and, and a hug and a hug and she's probably gonna hug 311 for me too because i'm <laughs> you know gonna visualize that for her <laughs> maybe i'll get to meet them this one you know i've never met 311 outside of the the cruises never at a show beforehand or afterhand i know everybody posts their pictures of um like pre-show i guess but i've never had the opportunity to meet them outside of that so crazy story ian and i like to hop off the cruise ship as soon as we can when the cruise is over everyone else is too hungover to do that yeah so you're smart yeah we play it <laughs> smart and we're like first in line to get off the cruise ship so we get off one year and we're waiting for my cousin danny who's late to pick us up and all of a sudden ian looks around and he's like babe there's security all around us and i'm like why what are you talking about <laughs> and he looks around and he's like christina the band the band is right there the band is right there and i look around and i'm just like holy shit everyone is here wow Chad, Tim, you know, like Peanut. I was just, I I was like, Nick is there with the baby, with the baby carrier, like melting my heart because the baby's so cute. Like, I love their kids. They're adorable. It's so fun to see their kids at the concerts. Oh my God. And so we're just like the only two people now sitting there and the band is surrounding me. And I'm just like, this has never happened before. Like, this is like, this is so cool. 
And I remember um, talking to Tim and Peanut. Oh, you have to say hello. And I said hi. And um, and I remember, like, just feeling, like, so high on this, like, positivity vibe, like how I usually come off these cruises. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys, like, inspire me so much. Like, one day I'm going to write a book. And I'm, I'm going to include you in it. And I'm going to include your lyrics. I'm going to say that you guys, like, really helped me because you always have. Like, you're yeah. constantly motivating me, like – do you mind if I use your lyrics in my book? Like, here I am, like, manifesting this book I've not written yet still to this day. And I'm like, will you allow me permission to use your stuff? And he looked back at me and he was like, yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Sure. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to be famous one day writing about them. They would never tell, say no to that to any of their fans. And they were so (laughs) cool. They were so cool. And I have made so many good friends on you know, at 311 days and at concerts and it's like really more of a culture than it is anything. Yeah, more of a cult. <laughs> culture. Cult. <laughs> but it's it's a really cool tribe and I'm grateful to be a part of it and I can't wait to go on the next cruise. Like, Hell yeah. Yeah. Please. So yeah, so that's something also that keeps me going, I guess, is music. Music. Oh, music is one of my strongest faces. Music. Can't live without it. If I had to pick one thing I couldn't live without, it. music's up there. Yeah. For sure. Music's up there. Christmas, I was 10. I got like a 311 CD. Like, I remember going into Sam Goody Christmas shopping with my dad. I got to kind of pick what I wanted, and I went and got CDs. And I, Metallica Load was one of my first CDs. My, my, <laughs> how did my parents not put me in an institution that <laughs> I was 11 years old sitting in my mother's living room listening to Metallica? <laughs> like, but I just always had, like, just preferred it. I just always liked heavy up. It got it, it felt yeah. like um listening to heavy stuff always just like getting everything out like system of a down like fuck yeah <laughs> and going to a lot of these shows so 311 isn't not an aggressive band at all but going to some of these shows um it's a safe place for you know I guess in ages if you're into the rock music and like that that grungy kind of scene it's a safe place to go let out your aggression you know, a lot of artists, it sounds a little, little bizarre, but a lot of artists will stop their shows and say, I want everyone to put up a middle finger in the air. And on the count of three, I want everyone here to say, fuck you. And to kind of be in a safe place where you put up your middle finger and yell, fuck you at the top of your lungs. Like, where else can you do that? Except for the it rage room, little, nowhere else. Yeah, it sounds brutal. I know it sounds a little brutal. Like, who's going to take their kids to these rock concerts and metal concerts? But at the end of the day, you know, not every lyric is, about falling in love and walking on the beach. It's about heavy stuff that you go through and, you know, even rebelling or just finding an outlet to be like, you know what, fuck you or fuck society or fuck something you're mad with. You don't, it's okay to not be okay with everything around you. So let's all get together and let it out with some heavy metal music. So if it's a scene you're not familiar with, it's some rock festivals are really good places to check it out. I would really recommend it if you're into the music scene. It's really cool that your dad was supportive of the music that you wanted to listen to, or at least he brought you because those did have like, you know, the, the, you had to be over 18 to buy them thing. I guess so. But even my parents always listen to a lot of music and, um, I actually grew up going to concerts with, um, my mom. So I've always been like into it and playing music. So it was just always there. I can't live without it. Right. I couldn't. My dad, um, I'll never forget. I got the Miss Education of Lauren Hill CD. I love Lauren Hill. And it was She's just, amazing. It was, she is a phenomenal artist. Of all women artists, 
a good name. She's phenomenal. Yeah. So that was like my favorite CD. I was listening to it on repeat. I went on, you know, the computer and I was like, I need to go to this concert. So I asked my dad, can I go with my friends to Lauren Hill? And he was like, no, but I will take <laughs> you. And I was like, you will? And it was Lauren Hill and the Fugees. And my dad took me to my first concert to see them. And even though he absolutely hated the atmosphere, <laughs> I mean, at the time I didn't know it was reeked of weed, was but it, it did. It had to have been like 1997. 1998, 1998, I was in eighth grade. My dad takes me to a Lauren Hill and the Fugees concert <laughs> that reeks of pot. People are drinking 40s everywhere, most likely. And it was just so great because he supported me. You know, he supported me musically. Yeah. It was an outlet for me. And it really just, I think music has just shaped who I am today. Yeah. And I know that that's definitely the case for you. Yeah, music's a powerful thing if you think about it. It really is. It's, it has to speak to you. That's the thing. I listen to music that speaks to me. All right, there's a lot of music to like dance to and rock out to, but a lot, when music speaks to you, that's when you know that artist is coming from a place you are, you know? How did you get into crystals? I think when I was starting to get into that whole, without, um, thought of a better word that whole spiritual and holistic approach to everything including your beliefs on things it was just part of it you know learning about them through friends or um you know meditation classes or what are some of them that you have at home yeah i have a few i have um can't pronounce half of them <laughs> Me neither. it's not about you know. uh, selenite i have a lot of hematite i have rose quartz i have jades um oh an ambers i have the amethysts i have tons of amethysts um the way i pick them is if the store has something displayed each one in a different i'll kind of like put my hands over them and i'll kind of like get a feet literal feel for them and then that's how i'll pick the couple i want to get or take home with me i've heard this the woman that has helped me in the past her name is patsy at crystal on the rocks in nyack and she told me to hold it in my left hand and see how it feels yeah. And so I looked at her when she gave me a stone. She was like, well, how does it feel? I'm like, well, I think it feels good. And she's like, no, 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 that's a thought. Tell me how you feel. <laughs> and I was like, what? Put on the spot in the crystal store. But yeah, like that's, that's a good way to go. And that's, that's another, I know that sounds crazy. That's another good way to get into it is like learn about this. Like if you listen to your body feeling, your body's feelings and again, your intuition. Okay, so how does that stone make you feel? What's your intuition then? go with that that's a good way to tap into it you know i have a huge crystal collection in front of me yeah, so I'm looking at it right now it's beautiful yeah so and, I'm, and it's been growing and i've been learning a lot about them i'm going to an introductory class at the beginning of april we're, going to, we're actually going there in a little bit i'm excited to go to the crystal store me too and i don't know what i'm gonna pick up but it's just things that like I'm seeing a lot of blues in front of me now and i don't know i guess i just have to go and and see what what presents itself but i do These feel like or selenite yes yeah. the clear ones on the bottom and so people have said to me that the selenite um is good because it's clear and it helps you with visions but it also is almost like a charging dock for your crystals i didn't know that so it's almost and you can cleanse yeah. them you can cleanse your crystals and give them some more energy and uh and power if you put them on selenite so this is what i've learned i'm gonna go maybe get that today yeah, they have, okay. they have the nice flat bars in case you're into crystals and you know how I put them. They're, they're nice and flat so I can place them, you know, by my bedside and place them on the selenite. And, um, you know, the, another way to, like, charge or cleanse them is to stage them. Mm -hmm. so. Wow. 
put them in the sun? I've put them in the sun. Um, oddly enough, I've, you know, in the bath, I put them like around. That's and awesome. may have cleansed them in that water. <laughs> but, you know, this is something that I, I put my faith into. I do like crystals. I do believe that um, everything has some sort of energy. Yeah, it comes from the earth. It's a piece of the earth. And if you think about it, then we get all go into uh, science and space and all that. So the creation of the planet but yes that's what stones are it's a mineral it's a solid mineral from the earth yeah and they have certain properties and a lot of cultures have used crystals to heal and Mm -hmm. to relieve you know pain or bring love or health into your life and it's just something else to just kind of give you that extra absolutely faith Absolutely. My friend and Eric uh, and I, after we recorded a podcast, um, went to the crystal store and he called me the other day with like a crisis and he was like, oh my God, Christina, the crystals aren't working. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, no, no. You bought them too small and the small ones have to work too hard for you. (laughs) And we had a really good laugh about that. Like we gotta start buying bigger stones yeah. so they can they can give us some more power here for the for the size of the problems. You have to take it for what it is, I guess. Everything is what it is, you know. But yeah, so with that, I guess we're gonna head out to the crystal store. Um, thank you so much for coming on thank the podcast. You, Chrissy. I had Love so you. much fun um, recording with you and hearing just some insight from you. And I have a feeling you'll be back on my podcast. You will. And- this was fun. We'll talk some more about something else. Never done this before. Yeah. So where can people find you if you are in the New York, New Jersey area and you need a personal trainer, please reach out to my sister-in-law, Desiree. If you're a serious inquirer or want a serious inquiry about um, if in the area and fitness, you could find me through Christina. If everybody has your contact information, then then there we go. So you can find her through me at Miss Motivation on Instagram. And if you know someone who took a second chance on their dreams, I would love to hear their story or yours if it's you. Email me at chrissyclemente at gmail.com to be featured on the podcast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe for future episodes. Bye, guys. Peace out. From chaos to clarity, I tell ya what you appear to be. You already know, miscellaneous don't fool me. I tell ya, illusions plaguing everybody. Don't, 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 don't even try it. Don't want to disrespect me If dealing with punks from school I'd have a Harvard degree Can't make me hate you No matter how punk you act No matter what you do I don't react I'm a perfect example I'm not giving a fuck About the catty rude people That just suck What do you know All of a sudden Uh, I use certain view Look it up in the dictionary To find out what I do I go back to the style I came from It's not something you can't fake, son You're a con man Whose run is done You lead a worldwide web of dissension
me.